0: Will you please join me in the Serenity Prayer? You please join me in the Serenity Prayer. God, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change,
1: the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference.
0: Thank you. My name is Linda Coleman, and I'm a gratefully abstaining, maintaining, compulsive vote reader. Our topic this morning is Working on What I've Got, or Is Divorce the Answer? And I'm going to share with you some of my story. We each have our own particular life situations that we've experienced, and we each have our own unique story. But what I'm going to share with you is my own, and hopefully, maybe some bits and pieces of my story, some of you can relate to, and maybe gain some insight. And what I'm going to share is working on what I've got, why and how I'm doing it. My first exposure to the 12 Steps was not in a a Reader's Anonymous, nor was it in any other anonymous group. Thank
2: you.
1: My first
0: exposure to the 12 Steps was not in OA, nor was it any other anonymous group. My first exposure to the 12 Steps was in marriage counseling. After 13 years of marriage, my marriage was on the rocks. And to be truthful, it wasn't just after 13 years that it happened. I think it had been downhill since um, day one. My life has been dominated by one basic fear, one great fear, and that has been the fear of failure. And that fear prevented me for 13 years admitting that I had a problem in my marriage, that we were really in trouble. After 13 years of it, I was at the point where I felt like I just happened to share the same house with this man. We happened to share the same kids. There was no real closeness. Um, I felt as if I knew that there had to be more to marriage. I felt like by that time that I was living my husband's life, and I was living my kid's life, and I was living my work life. I had all these lives I was living, but I wasn't living my own life at the end of 13 years, I was at the point where I hated my friends, my job, my um, house, the town I lived in, you name it. And um, I, just, I just couldn't stand any of it. But you never knew it because I hid it behind the smiles and the facade that everything was okay. Hey, we were a success. If you looked at us, we were the all-American couple. We had two beautiful kids, one girl, one boy, a dog. We both had good jobs, we had a really nice home, we always had the big camper, the boats, we traveled. I think we'd been in every state by two by that time. I mean, look at us, we had everything. And I was so miserable, I just hated it all. And one by one, I changed all of those things that I hated. I changed my friends, I changed my job. I eventually changed the house and yeah, even the town. We even made that geographical change so I'd be happy. And um, it worked, it worked for about exactly one year and it took one year and I was ready to run away. I had changed all of it, everything but my family and my husband, and I was just as miserable as I'd always been, and so I figured, well, it had to be my marriage. But I couldn't even face it with divorce. That would really be saying I failed. So if I could run away and not face the failure, then it was as if it was not a failure. And I really was going to become one of those disappearing housewives that you read about when I mean, you read about all of them. And I knew you just didn't walk out of the house, and I, I really researched it. And I knew how to do it, how to assume identity, how to everything. And I guess I (coughs) chickened out because instead of running away, I ended up in counseling. I ended up in marriage counseling. And we did discuss my running away, if I would do it. Um, I thought he had all bases covered. And the counselor told me that it was doomed for failure. I would not succeed at running away. And I thought I really had it down pat how to do it. He told me the reason it was going to fail was because I was going to take Linda with me. And I did not understand it at that time. I didn't understand what the man was saying to me. I had one big plus at that time, and that was that my husband was willing to go into counseling with me. And we did go into marriage counseling, and we answered all the questionnaires. If anybody's been there, the little questionnaires, the questions, little exercises, everything, we did good. We did so good. In four months, it just, it turned us around. I mean, we were just at a new level that we had never been four months we graduated from a uh, marriage counseling I mean our marriage was where it had never been actually well I lasted two months in the end of two months I was just as miserable and felt just as rotten as I always had and I knew that I just had to get out of this I knew something was really wrong and um, I went back into counseling and this time I went back on my own we discussed things like um, my husband and I had a communication problem Linda didn't share her feelings with her husband. But why would Linda share her feelings with her husband? Linda didn't share them with herself. Um, I used, we all know how we use food. I used food to smother out my feelings. But I had gone one step beyond, and by that time I was using Valium. And when I felt really miserable, and everything was really rotten, and I was really down, I would take the Valium... Um, Just to numb those feelings, but I knew I was really in trouble because on the days, and there were few and far between, but I would have those days where I'd go up and just really fly high and get out of that bed and feel really good, and I'd take the same pills to numb that because the crash was going to be so bad. And if anybody in here has ever been on that merry go or is, you can relate to it. And if you can't, thank God you can't relate to it. Um, It was during that same time frame that the counselor asked me, are you happy being overweight? I want to tell you, that honked me off. I mean, there I was, my marriage was on the rocks, my life was falling apart, everything was in the pits, and this man wanted to talk about my fat. <laughs> Number one, I was horrified to sit there and think that he noticed. <laughs> you know, he all over me. <laughs> um, I've lost in excess of 60 pounds, I'm not sure 60 watt odd numbers, because I only weighed myself to a certain point and quit, but I was at least 60-some pounds overweight, and he noticed that really honked me off. And number two, he was a minister. And a minister would have the nerve to ask me about my weight. Not only did he discuss my weight when my life was falling apart, but um, he wanted to know when I overate. Was it at mealtime? Did I eat between meals? For what reasons did I eat? And that it just really ticked me off. I just really couldn't stand it. <coughs> we did work through the steps in there in, in that counseling. Um, step number one, I guess, basically, when I start with step number one, was that day after 13 years that I did walk through the door and admit that I really had a problem. Step two was a long haul for me to decide that there might really be a God up there and one who might be remotely concerned about me at all. It was a long work on that. Step three, well, we worked on step three for a long time. And... Um, I could never grasp step three. Okay, I decided he may be there. He may think about Linda Coleman once in a while, but uh, step three, I finally decided I couldn't take any more sessions like this, and so I knew what the counselor wanted, and I gave him the right answers, and I said the right things, and hey, it looked okay. Uh, Didn't hurt him any, and we moved on to step four and five. Those were great. Um, Four and five, I really unloaded this fantastic computer up here. It's like I had so much stored in this computer and I could push that replay button and I could play back those old tapes of everything I had stored, all the ugly and bad things I had ever done, all the ugly and bad things that had ever been done to me. And um, I just, it just really was a great relief. Of course I couldn't do six and seven without three, but eight and nine weren't bad and I really <coughs> felt good. And things were even better at home. And I graduated from counseling one more time. I mean, it was, it was great. Something was wrong because every couple of months I had to keep, I had to go back. Things would go along fine and then it would go downhill and I would have to go back again. I couldn't hang on to that good feeling, I couldn't hang on to what I had. Well, the seed had been planted and it was several months, um, almost a year later that I decided, okay, um, I guess it is time to lose weight again because I've lost the same weight so many different times. So I decided, okay, it's diet time, and I did find a little square in our little local paper. I live in a little town. We get a paper one day a week, and there was this for Overeaters Anonymous. So I watched that ad for two months, I think, and I finally decided, well, you know, a support group. Maybe I'll pick up a new diet that I haven't picked up earlier. I had no idea what it was. I went to the meetings. I went for a long time. I kept going back before it dawned on me that those 12 steps are exactly what that man had me doing in counseling only he didn't have numbers on him now they had numbers on him it was like step 3 just lit up like a neon sign I couldn't hang on to it and I always had to keep going back so um, I really knew that had been my mistake in counseling another thing we talked about was my resistance to change we talked about how well, sure in the past I have been resistant to change but I couldn't understand what he was trying to tell me because if my husband would change, okay, I wouldn't be resistant to that. There's no way I'd be resistant if he changed. change. I just couldn't grasp it. <laughs> Today I have a program in which I take my own inventory, not his. You know, when we're that close to someone, as close as we are to our husbands and wives, we really know their strengths and their weaknesses better than we know our own. We know them so well that we can pull their strings push their buttons. I knew how to get to him every time, and then I could always drag up the past and tell him exactly all the other times that he had behaved in the same way. It's so easy to play the games when you're that close. It really truly is. Today I do not look for the faults and the negatives. They're there. We all have our faults and negatives. He does too. We're human. I try to look for the good, and above all else I've learned is do not blame. I've learned to be more tolerant. my husband and i we just attack life in two different ways i'm your hyperactive go-getter overachiever type person my husband's laid back relaxed just takes it easy our home really needs that balance before i thought he should always be doing it my way i've learned that if i want more attention the way to get it is to give more attention not to withdraw in my pouty little corner and not talk to him for a a week and a half because I thought that uh, he was ignoring me. Also, if I want more that closeness, I've learned that I have to be the one to reach out for it, not okay. only sit back and wait on him to reach towards me. Now life is not always a bed of roses today, but I do know that I have to work on it one day at a time. I still often feel like there's not enough togetherness in our family. Uh, my kids are a uh, 13 and 14 we have been married 16 and a half years now my kids are old enough where i'll tell you during the week we have football practice band practice all the after school activities we hardly ever even eat a meal together in the counseling they teach you that that is not right but that's life and it's kind of like the american culture and you just have to kind of accept it and make the time count that you've got I guess I have this image of what marriage and family life should be like. I think I've had it since I was a little girl. Um, to date myself, I grew up with um, Father Knows Best, Ozzie and Harriet, mm-hmm. and remember the old Rock and Doris Day movies, okay? My program helps me to accept life as it is. It enables me the gift to keep my mind on the acceptance and not on those expectations. The dream is not the same as the reality but daily, turning it over to God, keeping my eyes on the good and the positive and my mind on the acceptance is a behavior that causes my husband to respond in a behavior that is more like that dream. I guess what it boils down to is that um, this program really is my ability to work on what I've got. And that's all, and Sharon's going to show us. you.
2: morning. My name is Sharon Scamahorn, and I'm a grateful, recovering, compulsive reader. Hi, Sharon. Um, the second half of our topic was, is divorce the answer. That was the avenue that I chose. When I first came into program, I came into program approximately two weeks after my husband and I had separated. Um, I was one of God's great escape artist. (laughs) Um, I escaped into the food, and when that wasn't enough, I used drugs, and when that wasn't enough, I used alcohol. And I avoided making any decision. Most of my decisions were made by not making any decision. Therefore, whatever happened just sort of happened. All of my life, I had given the responsibility for sharing to other people. First of all my parents and then immediately after that to my husband. By giving control of myself to other people, I could blame them for everything that happened. It took me out of the position of responsibility for myself. It also gave me the power to control them. If I do what you say, then you have to do what I say. For a lot of years, that's the way we lived. Um, It was not a happy way to live. If it was, I wouldn't have needed all those chemicals and all the food that I ate to bury all of the feelings that I had. Um, Through therapy and uh, trying to do the best that I could with that, um, I started looking at my marriage, and it was probably one of the most difficult things I ever had. And when I started looking at it, I didn't like what I saw. And I really didn't know what to do about it. I didn't like, I'd been married for 18 years. I was raised with the belief that when you got married, you were (coughs) married for the rest of your life. I had a hell of a time facing that. It was real scary to look at that. As I started to look at it, um, when I came into this program, up to the point where I came in here, into OA, all I could see was the negative thing. He did this, he did that, he did something. Like and did not take much of the responsibility for myself of where things were at. Like I say, right after we separated, I came into OA. He had gone to Florida. I was there at 8. And I didn't know what I was going to do. And when I came into this program, and I started using the serenity prayer as my guide, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. The courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the (coughs) difference. I would look at situations in my marriage and take that serenity prayer and pick that situation apart. Is it something I can live with? Um, Also, on page 449 of the big book, where it talks about acceptance, And it says, I need to concentrate. The bottom line there is, I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world as what needs to be changed in me and my attitudes. You mean there might be something wrong with the way I'm looking at all this? (laughs) I couldn't believe that. Um, And as I started to look at it, I decided that maybe what I needed to do Was to ask him to come back home and give it another shot and see if there wasn't some way that that marriage could be salvaged. So I called him back home. And within two weeks, I knew that what I had to do was in that marriage. Not because he was such an awful person, Not because I was such an awful person. Not because we could take and put blame on either side. It was more that the two of us together fed our own individual problems. His weaknesses, my weaknesses, were encouraged by the the situation. Um, I tried to talk to him about that, and we it just, you know, uh, it wasn't possible at that point. It still isn't possible at, that, at this point. He still does not understand why I had to choose to get out of that marriage. Um For me, It was constantly looking at this, using this program, using the guidelines that the 12 steps give me, and that the serenity prayer gives me. And coming to the realization that, as the relationship was, that it was not good for him, that it was not good for our children, and that it was not good for me. And once I made that decision, this program gave me everything I needed to make it through them. Nowhere in the big book does it tell me it's going to be easy. It t- they tell me this is a simple program. I always related simple and easy. If it's simple, it's got to be easy. Wrong. <laughs> it's tough. And ending the marriage and the relationship and the problems that that created for him, for me, and for our children were really difficult to work through. Yesterday was the two year anniversary of my divorce. One of the things after i have have reached a decision and i feel a certain amount of peace and serenity with that decision i have a feeling that that's the right way for me to go okay and when i reach the decision to end my marriage even through all the turmoil of the divorce and and moving and uprooting the kids and and their resentments involved with with the decision which was basically my decision to end that marriage. All of those things were really hard to deal with. And without the support of my program, there's no way I could have accomplished that. But at the end of two years, looking back, I know with all my heart that that was the right way for me to go. It was the right choice for me. and since my children are in my household, I really honestly believe that it was the right choice for them. Um, in, In ending that marriage, I feel that I gave myself the chance to be me. It was not possible within the framework of my marriage to do what I need to do for me. Um, we were both manipulators <coughs> and controllers. When you have two of them in the same house, it gets real tough as to who's going to be on top. We were in a constant battle as to who was going to to be control that mess. Um With the help of this program, I am learning how to let go, learning how to let go of that control. And I am working one day at a time on building a life for myself and my children. Without this program, there's no way I could make it not even one hour, let alone one day. And I thank God for each and every one of you for this program. And we're going to open up the floor for pitches, and we would like for you to limit them to three minutes each,
3: Because right now, thanks to God, my marriage is okay. A year ago, probably maybe a year and a half ago, um, I, I mean, I would wake up and look at that fear or look at that face and go, you know, I cannot take it. I mean, it was the, probably the worst pain I've ever had. I've been married eight years, and I went into my marriage pregnant and not wanting to get married. And my husband really wanted to get married and uh, had called my parents up so I couldn't get an abortion. So, I, you know, I, 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 I know now during my inventory that I really resented having to marry him. And right now I am so thankful because I you know, my marriage is working right now. And I used to come to a program I used to every you know, every meeting was clean her marriage and how this man is not good enough for her and you know, and how I was so good. And one of the things I know I gotta make this quick, one of the things I used to always do is I used to do the eyes and you know, I'd do like fake kiss stuff he liked and do this and do this and do that. And I never got that response I was supposed to he never reacted the way he was supposed to react. He never met my needs and I get angry and you know, just and it was terrible, and then I got into where well, I needed an affair, if I had another man, and, you know, and I realize now how sick that was, but that's okay, that's what I needed. And I remember one time, it's real funny, because my mother's a real religious, real straight woman, who's been married 34 years. And I was talking to her one day, and I was telling her kind of about, because I was really trying to find a guy I could go to be it with. And I was, you know, going out to lunch, and this one, that one. real was really choicy and stuff. And <laughs> better than I was. <laughs> and, um, and this one guy was having a lunch and stuff with him, and he listened to my problems, and, you know, he was real, real good for my little ego. And, and I was telling my mother about this, and I was expecting her to say, you know, Clay, you're children, and I never did this. And she said, you know, if that's what you need to do, I love you, and you need to do that. And I went, you know, I wasn't expecting that. And I started thinking, I said, you know, God loves me a whole lot more than my mother does, and if she can forgive me for this or think that it's okay, maybe it's okay. And I did something in program. I, I heard another person, and I heard myself going over and over, and I said, I know these people are sick of hearing this woman, because I'm sick of hearing this woman talking about her marriage, <laughs> but I did it for you for six months. And I went home, and I really prayed, and I said, you know, God, I know you want me to be happy. And, you know, please make, I, I, I feel like I, I need to be, I want to have someone in my life and you know what my needs are, you know, you know what I'm going through and I'm giving this to you, you know, it's kind of like I would go through those, those things trying to figure out how I could divorce them and how I could move and how I could get rid of the house and how I could do it with kids and, you know, it's just turmoil, it was just, it was horrible. And my husband was kind of like, well, it's Devin, but we're getting a divorce. You know, you didn't even want to talk. Well, you do what you have to do. I know we're getting a divorce, so why should we even talk about it? And and I had really prayed this prayer in earnest, and things started changing in my marriage. You know, because I had prayed, because the thing is, I had this other person uh, who I was I was seeing. And I didn't see him in real red, because there was another state, but I was flying home like every month and stuff to see this other person. I was thinking, you know, God, please. my I had this, this is a guy, you know, Say <laughs> I can move in with my kids and all this. And I said, God, please, you know, show me someone in my life, and please, you know, make me happy, and make this person what I need to have. And, and I was not thinking about my husband. And I added in there, if it's my husband, if it's your will, if it's my husband, then, you know, okay. And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and the thing is, things started changing. And my husband, you know, it's like I've been married eight years, and my marriage has never been better than it is right now. But the thing is, I know God wants me to be happy. And it's kind of like I'll I'll never, I should say never, but I don't think God wants me to live the kind of life that I had lived up to that point. And, you know, I kind of tell my husband, it's okay for today, and that's all we have is today. I don't know what it's going to be next week or next year, and maybe I'll get a divorce next year. Maybe I'll get a divorce two years. but right now it's okay. And I think that living that, it's been so much, it's been so rewarding. You know, I know that there's things that, you know, somebody talked about pushing buttons and stuff. And we, I knew how to get, you know, it's even now, you know, because you figure you lived eight years and we had lived together even before we got married. And he would, in like, we had, he was high school Wednesday, kids in our school or something. And he turned around and he was doing a number. And I was getting ready to get into it. And I said, hey, I said, you know, if you really want to argue and really want to have a bad day today, I can go to work. <laughs> you know, I don't have to be here. You know, so you choose it. You know, do you really, do you want us to really do decent today or are you just really in a shitty mood? I can go to work. And he kind of, you know, I guess he was really shocked because otherwise, you know, we would get into our little things. And, and he just, it just, you know, it's kind of like, and I know it's a gift of God. I know it's not because I've been so good. And, you know, I, I guess I would ask, you know, if you're having problems, pray and ask God. Because I don't think the other thing, too, I don't think it's sometimes always meant for us to have to be with that person the rest of our life. It was, I was, it was neat to hear, um... Western names lead to hear it say that. Because sometimes I think sometimes I think we you know we think we should be the martyr. And I hear sometimes people in groups like my God, God wants us to be happy. You know, we're entitled and we're we're if we're if we do the things that we need to do. I was reading in Bill B's book, I was telling somebody else about it, and there's um when it talks about relationships and I have read that before and it never hit me. And there's a part, there's a paragraph there when he talks about Um, that, you know, once we find program and once we become absent and once we're doing what we need to do for us, that that person will have to change. And that if we can do what we need to do for us and trust in God, that he will help us to see what is supposed to be happening in our lives. Thank you very much. (laughs)
4: I really feel I need to come up here and share, because um, when I first got into this program six months ago, uh, the weight loss started happening right away, and the abstinence I thought was abstinence took place right away, but something happened to my head, and um, the loss was starting to lose Losing of the weight and the feeling that I started getting of myself was overwhelming for me—a um, feeling that you know I'd never had before. Uh, feeling really good about myself, but feeling so good about myself that um, the marriage that I've had for 18 years uh, didn't matter to me anymore, and uh, I wanted real desperately to have something I missed out on uh, during my teenage years, I met my husband when I was 15, and I was married when I was 17 to him. And I never really had much of a dating life, and I never really looked uh, like I wanted to look, and never really had many men attracted to me, I felt. And all of a sudden, with this weight loss, and I don't even think it was the weight loss that, that was doing it, but it was my attitude about myself, and the way I carried myself, that all of a sudden I had all these men uh, being real attentive to me, and... Not quite understanding the spiritual program, I thought, well, if they're placed before me, that must mean they're supposed to be there, and I'm supposed to accept that and bring that into my life. And I really was having all of a sudden a real hard time keeping my abstinence. And I didn't understand why I was having such a hard time with my abstinence, and slowly I gained back about 15 or 20 of those pounds. And I really wasn't willing to work on it what I have had and was finding fault and someone here shared about um, how, you know, you want it to be your way and that you you can accept change as long as it's, you know, from the other person but not willing to make any yourself and that's kind of how I was feeling. I didn't have to change. I was living a spiritual life, you know, all these people were coming into my life and they were there for my taking so I should take them and I really wasn't thinking about people that I was hurting. And wasn't realizing that doing some of the constructive things that I was doing was what was causing my abstinence not to be possible anymore. And even though I've been in the program six months, it was like I've been abstinent really only thirteen days. Today's like my thirteenth day of real abstinence. And thirteen days of feeling real level headed. And what I did probably fourteen days, well, two weeks ago actually, is when I went to bed. You know, I had heard and I had heard people say, you know, Be willing to be willing, you know, and I wasn't even willing to say a prayer, you know, like if this marriage is supposed to work, God let it work. I didn't even want to say that prayer because I really didn't want it to work. I really wanted, even though I didn't feel good about how I was living and what I was doing, I really wasn't willing to ask for help or to know God's will for me. And finally one night, in total desperation of another binge and another feeling that I wasn't going to be able to get out of it this time, um, I asked God to um, make me willing to make my, you know, to to be willing to work on my marriage, and a miracle happened, because I woke up that next morning, and I had a whole different feeling, like, I really wanted to work on, I really wanted to make my marriage work, I really wanted to put something into it, I have never, I wanted to stop blaming and start working on my end of it, and um, from that day to this, I've been abstinent. And my husband has been willing to go to marriage counseling. He's come to open OA meetings with me, and we're working. And he he admits to me right now though he isn't sure that he can live with me living in this program because I have changed so much. I'm not this little girl. I'm not under his wing. I have my own mind. But he loves me enough to try and to work with me and to accept the changes and to try and understand this program and the people. And I'm so grateful because it's brought me and my husband into communication. We've never had that for 18 years. So I thank you <laughs> <laughs> Hi,
5: I'm the possible reader in this program. Um, Very recently, I just decided to go for a divorce. I suppose what I want to say is that I never have had enough courage to take care of myself if there hadn't been scores of people in this program who were for me, who were for me, before I was going to be for myself. Um, I came in late, so I don't know your name, Sharon. Um, I, I really relate to what you said about sometimes you just feed on each other's illness. And I look back on my marriage, and uh, it began um, before coming into the <coughs> program, and certainly one of the things that we shared um, was the joy of the loss of and the fun of that before it got to be real, bad. And when you get out of your disease and begin in a stumbling way to live, to live a little more and a little more in recovery, the way I have been come to look at my marriage in the last few months was that...
1: <coughs>
4: <laughs> Am I too hungry or angry? Or, um,
5: is that, for me, the image that works is uh, when the old ways don't work, then there's a period of time where you go through these hurdles to see if you can create something. From the ashes, that is good. And sometimes you can't. And uh, we both certainly tried an awful lot. And we certainly brought out and sometimes the best in each other, and, and sometimes quite a bit the worst. And sometimes it's really, I think, the grace of God to be able to say, "I surrender, let go of this. Bless you. I love good things for you." But I, you know, the marriage has served a purpose maybe an analyzer you can understand, or in retrospect you can see. But I must go on with my life. And I and I, and I know for me, I could not go on to be you know that in the main room the the, the banners, and one of them says, The person I am meant to be, I am becoming. I could not be the person I am meant to be staying there. For a bunch of reasons that don't matter. There's there's no fault and no blame. It's time to let for me it was time to let go of blame. And just move on. And I know I could not have done it if there weren't people here standing by me and listening and hearing, you know, like you're sick of hearing this lady talk about her marriage problems. And, you know, and feeling good one minute and, and feeling bad another. And sometimes it's time to just say, no, you know, isn't it? A I know in my heart of hearts this is the right thing for me to do. And I just want to share that other side of what happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I wasn't going to say anything, but I've got the other side divorce. After 24 years, my husband left me uh, for someone else and uh, after 70 pound loss he decided I was too fat uh, that was his reason not mine after all that time uh, with one person it was very difficult uh, to make the decision that I could go ahead and go on to live I had placed all of my Self esteem in my husband's reaction to it. And that was very negative. For 24 years, I gave him all the power he he could have over me. What he wanted me to be, I was. Instead of, and I lost who I was in that process. Um, When he left, I was afraid there'd be nothing left. And it was after he left that I realized that because of the year I was in program. Uh, and i set said often during that year in program, I don't know why I'm here at this particular time. Uh, I've heard people say often, I'm looking for my miracle. And I've got my miracle. Uh, when I needed it, I was here in program. Uh, and that's, as far as I'm concerned, why I was there at that time. Uh, he gave it to me when I needed it most. And for a long time, I was really lonely after that. My entire life, tried to live with one man. Uh, he was married very, very early. Uh, and for 24 years, he was it. And I thought, is there ever going to be anybody else out there? Do I want anybody else out there? And how can I handle that? And I found out that I'm still lonely, but I don't miss my husband. What I miss is somebody there. And... I turn that over to my God. Uh, when he decides there will be somebody for me, I'll be ready. And I, can't, I quit looking. I don't have to look anymore. In uh, fact, as soon as I turn it over to him, the next week I have my first date. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's <it> was nice. <laughs> um, but the main reason I, I wanted to share that is because sometimes we're not the one to make that decision. It was not my decision to get divorced. As I said, I let my husband have everything. Everything he wanted, because I wanted him that And now I wouldn't take him back on the bed. Um, And I still still love him, but I have learned not to be in love with him. And uh, for a long time he kept coming back. Um, He still comes back. But it was... The hugs and I love you, but I don't, I can't live with you, and mm-hmm. uh, all these little, little perks where it could just get me up enough where I felt lousy again, and I kept allowing that. And one day I got the courage to say, I don't need this anymore. Uh, either you come back and you stay back, or get the hell out of my life uh, let me go out and find something for myself. And to a lot of really terrific friends, I have done that. And some days it's absolutely miserable. And it's not ever as miserable on my first day now as it was before. And one of the things that, I mean, I want the hell out of this room. I mean, it was, it was damn near ragged. <laughs> <laughs> and it just didn't have what I needed. It just didn't seem to hit the spot. And a very, very good friend gave me the other side. And... The other side of the serenity prayer is, give me the wisdom to hear what you say, and the serenity, give me the courage to hear what you say, the serenity to accept the result. and that's wrong. <laughs> it's close enough. I had it written down. <laughs> oh, were give it to me I gave it to her. <laughs> She'll read it to <laughs> <laughs> uh,
6: I grant me the wisdom to hear what you say, the courage to do what I am told, and the
0: serenity to accept the results.
1: And that serenity to accept the results, I used over and over and over. And one day I did. <coughs> and it's there for you if you want it. And she's got a copy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never remember that. anything. <laughs> Thank you. Apparently I don't know <laughs>
6: Hello, no, I'm Cheryl and I'm a compulsive overeater. I'm Cheryl. I'm Cheryl. Well, I just wanted to share with you how grateful I am for this program, not only uh, in other areas of my life, but in my marriage as well. See, when I came into program uh, two years ago, I was really ready for a divorce. I really had the thoughts that everything that was wrong in my marriage was my husband. You know, that I, I was the martyr. I was the one that had done so much, you know, the, folk, the good little kid that was, you know, being stepped on all the time. And through the grace of God and all of the people in here that I love so much, I have been able to learn that through my character defects, that my marriage was what it was. When I started to get well, he started to
1: really get well,
6: too. I mean, I, he, I was looking at him through a really entirely different perspective, and someone had said at Marathon that, you know, not to make any decisions in my marriage until after I had been at maintenance for a year. And I really, you know, all through the time, there were times in programs that I just, you know, was really losing my cookie. And somehow in the back of my mind, that really stuck in me. And I'm so grateful that today I did, because we have a communications now between us. That... I never thought it would be possible, you know, the things that he was saying. I was so sick that I couldn't possibly understand where, where he was coming from, and all of a sudden we're beginning to blend, you know, and we're saying the same thing. But due to my illness, I was so emotionally unstable that I could not see any of my faults. You know, when we came in, they said, you know, make, you know, do your fourth step, and I thought, my fourth step, I haven't harmed anybody, you know. And when I realized how much pain that that man was in because of me, I could not see his pain because I was hurting so bad. You know, the self-centeredness was was there, but I just could not, you know, see beyond that. And a lot of times, friends of his has been really cruel, you know, making jokes and saying things like, "Oh yeah, well now that she's lost her weight, you know, she's going to find somebody else." All this but what they don't realize is that that man even though he is no longer on the pedestal that he was on when I came into program, because he was a God to me even, you know I know that's a contradiction you know, he was to blame but yet he was still a God uh, you know, he stayed with me when many men would not and, you know when I was 320 pounds a lot of men would have taken off and just boom right out and he didn't he was able to love me when I was unlovable to myself. And he was able to help me to grow instead of turning his back on me. You know, no one is perfect in this world. And when I pray the acceptance prayer, for me to accept him as a human being and me as a human being, you know, and the willingness to accept God's will in my life, then everything starts to fall under doesn't mean that we're going to have a rocky road. It doesn't mean that we're going to have peaches and cream. But by the grace of God and working this program and all of you in here, today my life is something that I would never have been possible to.
7: a compulsive just for today, thank God. Mm-hmm. Hi. Hi. Um, I came here this morning because I'm separated. Uh, for three months I've been separated, and it's really been very painful for me. And I was sitting in the back there, and I was thinking about all the things that people were saying, and they were talking. I, I could relate to almost every story. The feelings are the same. I don't know what you're going through, but you're either thinking about it or you're going through something or you have gone through something or you wouldn't be in this room. Or you know someone who is going through the same pain or have thought about it and that's why you're here. This has been one of the most difficult periods I've ever had in my whole life. I've been with my husband for almost 25 years. Um, we've been married almost 22. I have two children, one that's 20 in the service and one is 10. Ten years ago, we went through a very difficult period, and about a year after that, I came into program and I was in program for about three months and lost about 20 pounds. And then I fell out of the program for two years and gained another 60 pounds. Uh, thanks to you people, I've rid myself of over 100 pounds. I'm really grateful, but that's just an added bonus. I feel that within the last six years or so that I've been coming to meetings regularly and having the support of all you wonderful people who are always there, that emotionally and spiritually I've really grown in that area. I think that it's so important that you know that no matter where you are today, no matter what temptations you're facing, no matter how lonely or how empty you're feeling, that you don't have to eat. You know our pattern, because we are compulsive overeaters. You know how I am. It's much simpler to, when you're feeling the feelings that you have hidden all of your life. I've been heavy since I was a small child. I'm a person who's lost over 100 pounds before and gained it all back. I prayed so hard that that God would have my husband come back home. I had no peace, no abstinence just insanity you know it hurt so bad and then i realized i was praying for the wrong things now i ask that god help me whatever happens get through whatever's going on that i would be able to get through it i i believe that i can but the compulsive, reader personality and the sick person that i am would rather much just lock myself somewhere and isolate myself and just eat and Thank God that with all the problems that have been going on, my food compulsion on a daily basis has been removed when I allow it to be. Some evenings it gets rough and I choose to eat. Um, I believe that I'm going to be all right and I believe that you're going to be all right. Whatever happens, you have to believe it though. This program works. Whatever temptations are thrown in your path, I'll tell you, I found that after losing the first eight five pounds and people were paying attention to me, my ego was really out there. I mean, hey, nobody's ever, I've never been with anybody else, you know, really had a, a worthwhile relationship with another man. Or, and things were, what you know, he wasn't living up to my expectations and all this other stuff. I was growing spiritually and God just, damn, I felt terrific. See, I have a long way to go. I still curse. So you have to forgive me. And... I found that all these different temptations were coming, but I had choices to make. Um, I don't think that all these different people coming into my life were sent by God, that's bullshit. I think that when I'm starting to really feel good about me and care about me and love me and then I let my ego get carried away and all these different people are coming into my life, it's really nice to be able to think and choose and your get, head gets this big. What do you do when you're setting yourself up to go right back to over 250 pounds? we're not comfortable with feeling comfortable. We're so used to feeling uncomfortable and then being able to eat and then not being able to feel anything because we're eating, you know, and I'm starting to feel things. The way my life is right now, I mean, thank God, my husband's giving me money, he's taking care of me, he's, you know, he's, you know the guy's crazy. I mean, if he doesn't want to be with me, why is he being so sweet and so nice? He tells me he wants to be divorced. He takes me out and buys me this beautiful ring for my birthday the next month. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, he's giving me all this money. I told him I want $100 to go to Dayton, and so he gave me $100 to go to Dayton. You know, uh, he's really feeling guilty, and I'm going to take whatever I can get. You know, <laughs> uh, And that's okay, too. <laughs> you know, and I want carpeting and a kitchen floor, and he... I got a new kitchen floor, and I got, he gave me $1,400 the other day, and and then we went to bed, and it was really great, because it had been about six weeks, and I said, why don't you stay? And he said, you know, what will the neighborhood watch say, if they see the car in the driveway? Um. I said, your car belongs in the driveway, and I wanted to be with him, and it was okay. He's still my husband. I don't care what he's doing or who he's with when he's not with me, but I have to do what I'm comfortable with, and it sure as hell isn't going picking up some guy wherever, and taking advantage and getting rid and relieving myself of my own sexual frustrations. You know, and masturbation is nice, but it's not the same, so, right, am I right? So I really believe that God is putting me in this position so that I will grow. Whatever you're going through right now, you know, when you're separated or divorced, you have to deal with all these feelings, you're a sexual human being. And it's rough, and that's a big part of it. And if you think right now you feel inside black, empty, you feel like a piece of crap kicked on the side of the sidewalk, that's where I feel. I feel exactly the same way as you do. I feel rejected, I feel unloved. I really feel awful. But I feel so damn good because I got this program and I don't have to eat. I've got my abstinence, I've got two days of abstinence. That's great for me because I'm a compulsive eater and I can't hardly get through an hour. I mean, even if it's eating a pickle, I mean, you know, if I need that fix, whatever it is, you know, even if I'm choosing abstinent foods, you know, not eating sugar, I have to do what I have to do for me, and I have to care enough about me that if I have to eat something, I eat something that's not going to set me up and drive me crazy. So I've been doing really good. And uh, I just wanted somebody to stand up here and say that no matter what you're going through, no matter how much pain you're feeling, You don't have to eat. Believe me. I know. I've been going through this since May. I've been going through this for probably 21 years, not being able to feel what I, since I have been got married, not being able to feel, not allowing myself to feel what I'm feeling. Because heaven forbid someone think I'm not a good person. So I hold all these things in, all of this anger and everything gets turned around and I just eat and then I feel better for one second. And I still have all of this garbage that I needs to be done. So I just want you to know that no matter what you're feeling, it's okay. Go to a meeting, talk about it. If you can't talk in a group, relate to someone who you know that's going through the same thing. Sit down, write, do something. Just don't eat because it's not going to change a goddamn thing. All you're doing is going back. Backwards. Because you're dealing with everything in your child instead of in your adult. And it's rough to be an adult. I've been saying for six years, I'm just growing up. How long
5: is it going to take me?
7: But I have today, and I think I'm getting better thanks to you. Go to meetings and don't eat. Thank you.